Hey there, um, you've tuned into That Girl, Jenna K. Rosilla. I'm streaming live here on my Facebook, YouTube, and I'm about to go live on the green room. Oh boy, there's a problem. Well, I guess not today. This is one of the reasons why I'm a little bit late, so my apologies if you were expecting me at 11.23. Um, trying a new platform. It's not working today, so oh well. The usuals are here. Thank God for Anchor FM, Facebook, and YouTube. Again, I am that girl, Jenna Carusoa. Today is Monday, September 27th, 2021. Um, you have tuned in for my 18th episode running my podcast. So if you have heard all 18, um, thank you. And I appreciate your listening, your listening support. Or if you've gone through um, on blogspot.com, I have all of the overviews. So Those are there, um, always available for reading and just quick browsing. You won't have to listen to 45 minutes or an hour of me talking. If you want to get um, into any of my other content, I am on TikTok for short videos. I have some Instagram up there, a little bit of Pinterest, and some Twitter tweets available to check out. Working on the website a little bit slower than I expected, but that's okay. There's a lot to learn. It's kind of a learning curve for me. So I'm up to the challenge. Just lots of research, lots of stuff going on. And um, as always, at any point in time you're consuming this content, um, day, night, evening, morning, dusk, dawn, um, I can only hope that you're having a good day. And I apologize in advance if I waste your time. Like I said, um, I'm that girl, Dina Carasoa. I wanted to talk about really fast chaos theory. Um, let me do a disclaimer before I forget. Last Saturday, I brought up a Ryan Reynolds movie, Chaos Theory, and I was talking. I had so many thoughts at one time overlapping. So I mentioned gender dysphoria, and then I mentioned the movie Chaos Theory. That is not what the movie is about. It's about another issue that's kind of related, but not quite. Um, it's a great movie, though. We should totally check it out. Um, is called Chaos Theory with Ryan Reynolds. So that was my disclaimer I wanted to put out really fast before I forgot. Um, aside from that, though, on Saturday, I spoke about the extremes and bringing awareness to the um, mental health crisis situation that's going on in the LGBT community and uh, being able to speak a little bit um, with more compassion and understanding of where a lot of people are coming from There was an article I shared about um, during the Trump administration, they actually had noted um, a spike in mental illness within the LGBT community. So trying to bring awareness to that and find the balance balance of um, supporting these people, giving them the encouragement and coming alongside them that they need, as well as being aware and cautious of people who um, are potential predators to children and those who take advantage of vulnerable people. A lot of uh, individuals will come in in between the actual um, supporters and the actual individuals in that community and um, pretty much it's an opportunity to take advantage. So those are oftentimes um, people that need to be called out and the rhetoric can get out of hand and many people can get easily um, targeted unnecessarily and a lot of offense can be uh, caused you know, during these protests last year, 2020 was very, very volatile and um, very divisive. So trying to learn from our mistakes quickly and not repeat them and just extend a lot more compassion. 
because it's very, very crucial for the thriving of healthy, productive members of society, um, which, you know, in turn affects everyone. So we need to be very, very compassionate and considerate in those regards. Um, I also uh, mentioned just overall mental health and physical and preventative tactics. And that usually comes with um, realizing, you know, your um, nutritional supplement or your, your health, how your gut health affects your mental health and the, the importance of getting a good diet and um, things that we often kind of forget and don't think about that what we eat and consume can also affect how we feel and it can also alter um, depression especially vitamin d3 and vitamin or vitamin d vitamin d3 specifically and magnesium entering the, introducing those into your diet to help ward off potential you know depression especially as we go into the winter and fall season so always trying to bring awareness to that and last but not least, just talking about gender roles in general and how everyone needs to work together in society. It doesn't matter at what point. Um, the objective is to protect the most vulnerable, oftentimes children and women. Uh, but any person who is um, feeling oppressed and targeted needs to be protected. And um, they deserve that. As humans, um, we need that community and understanding and compassion. So that's just a quick recap from last week. I didn't do a stream on Sunday. So that was from Saturday. And then today, what am I going to talk about today? Interestingly enough, um, because of this past week has been talking about a lot of um, groups and the, the specific issues that they face, I figured it would be a good time to introduce the, the concept of forgiveness. And at one point in time, or what point in time can you actually um, trust someone again? How do you regain, regain trust? How do you forgive? When do you forgive? Is it biblical to forgive? Is it really true that God won't forgive you your sins unless you forgive others? Questions like that I need to ask. Um, also today, um, since, you know, as a woman, I talk a lot about women's issues. I want to focus more specifically on men's health um, and what they actually need. If we want to build a thriving, healthy community, um, we have to realize that part of our society and communities are physically built by men. Um, there's lots of roles that are more male dominant, not saying that they are the only ones that can work in those fields, but generally speaking, there's certain ones that are more male dominant and also the benefits of men doing more physical labor for their health and um, I'll, be I'll be talking more about that and then lastly um, as we are approaching the seasonal changes and the new year's coming around and there's a, usually a spike in depression and suicide also um, there's just people's health is always you know a concern they have a different viruses going on and I need to just keep emphasizing on the importance of being aware and how do you prepare for that. So these are all going to be talked about in today's episode. So with that, let me go ahead and pop in my notes and transition to that next subject. Okay, so the issue of forgiveness and trust. Um, as a Christian, you know, we've heard it said, you know, God has said, you know, forgive others, you know, forgive. 
this, you know, as the Lord has forgiven us of our sins and our trespasses. There's plenty of places in the Bible where it says, you know, if you don't forgive other people's sins against you, God won't forgive you your sins. Um, there's been lots of debates what forgiveness actually looks like. Does a person need to come to you and say, will you forgive me? And then you in turn have to make the choice. What if a person never, ever asks for forgiveness? Then what, what do you do? You know, uh, a lot of people say, you know, forgiveness is for you. You need to release it so you can heal and grow. And don't worry about whether or not the person's even aware. I've heard another one more recently where um, it is that person's responsibility to repent and for them to make peace with you. If they are aware of what they've done to hurt you or offend you, that they need to go to you directly and request, you know, forgiveness from you. And then you, the person who has taken the offense, needs to have um, some type of preparing your mind as if the person did ask for your forgiveness, you know, to that it's not something that it's a complete thing because it's, it's complicated. There's so many different ways that I've heard it explained. Um, but most importantly, you need to have a state of mind in your head prepared as if that person has already requested um, your forgiveness. Um, so for me, how I kind of understand it, it's kind of like... Um, Definitely for your own mental well-being to just assume that whether or not the person's aware or if they are and you have to continue to interact with them as if nothing happened. I suppose the only way for you to get through the situation is to have your mind in that state and... Um, open and prepared for that conversation that may never happen ultimately it would be for your your best interest to release it and let it go and to just accept that they're at a different state or allow the lord to do his working and his will in that person's life and in your life as well uh, my biggest question not really so much for forgiveness because even if there is forgiveness or if not, my biggest thing is how do you learn to trust again? If there's been betrayal from a family member, from, you know, a spouse, relative, coworker, um, someone that at one point in time you never would have suspected anything bad were to happen, something does happen, whether it's just an argument and they said something really rude or, you know, there was a physical accident or there was something that they intentionally did to set you up out of retaliation or anger, whatever the circumstances it could just be a small thing. Like they bumped into you and they didn't say, sorry. Um, are you going to assume that that's going to happen every time? And what, at what point in time do you allow yourself to heal from that? Things that um, I don't really have specific answers for. It's more food for thought. Getting yourselves, you people out there, um, 
giving you an opportunity to really consider what is necessary for you to get through this and get this accomplished for you to cope with it. However, that looks like, um, like I said, there's lots of discussions about forgiveness. Um, I'll probably retouch on it tomorrow and I'll spend, um, a lot more time unearthing some more examples and more specific scriptures. But I just wanted to put it out there today early because um, it's something that popped up into my mind is at what point in time can you trust someone or trust in general once you've been like, you know, severely disappointed or there's been people that have just done things or your own spouse. Um, when do you let your guard down? Do you ever let your guard down? Are you forever a changed person because of the circumstances? Do you go through life pretending like it didn't happen? Are you forced to engage with a person that has done something of great offense to you and you need to just bounce back and just pretend like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to just assume that um, this person has a repentant heart and that God is working on them and he's working on me and that I will have my mind and my heart open and ready for this person to apologize or I'm just going to forgive them regardless of whether or not they have apologized for my own healing. So many different ways to look at it. I, um, I honestly don't know how to explain the verses that say that um, if you don't forgive someone, Lord isn't going to forgive you of your sins. That to me, um, I don't think we can take that too literally because the Lord is very, very aware of our earthly shortcomings and our character flaws. I think, though, that if we are in the habit of being closed off, that that would create um, a disposition for us to fall into other sins and to be less receptive to forgiving. And as we are less receptive and flexible and compassionate as the Lord is always with us, um, I think that'll be something that will slowly chip away at our character. And that is what essentially is trying to warn us from. It's like a little bit of leaven, you know, raises the whole, you know, lump. A little bit of, you know, yeast. If you're making bread, it'll make it rise. So, um, or I use for the modern day example with glitter, you bring out the glitter and guess what? I mean, next thing you know, it's everywhere. <laughs> you, know, you have to be very, very careful with glitter. And that also goes with our nature, our sinful nature, and needing to keep that in constant check. We understand how germs are spread and needing the constant hand washing and sanitation properties and um, pr sanitation principles. We know how to clean up ourselves. We know how to keep germs and bacteria away, washing your hands hand sanitizer, bleach, you know, the good old Lysol disinfectant stuff. In a way, we need to have that mindset to um, ward off the things that would keep us um, not in tune and not in perfect alignment with God and his will. So in that regard, I, I genuinely believe that the Lord knows our hearts, our limitations, our weaknesses, that... Um, 
he would help a person who was having a hard time forgiving someone else. I don't think he'd be like, I'm not going to forgive you of your sins, but it's going to make it difficult for you down the road if you're going to close up your heart and you won't be as receptive as you need to be for other areas. He can't really fully use you or fully work with you the way he wants to because there's some things that you can't let go of. And truth be told, I genuinely do not think that... Um, as a loving father, understanding um, our our weak selves, he would um, not ultimately, you know, forgive us. He wouldn't say, okay, well, you can't come into heaven now because you can't forgive this one person. I, I generally don't think it's that extreme and that literal, but I do believe it will, it could hinder some other areas in our life, other walks. And that's why we need to be very, very cautious and be quick to forgive and willing to forgive and just allow the Lord to do his will and his work in our lives and other people's lives and to practice forgiving and letting things go easier said than done. I'm not expecting it myself. It's, there's just some things it's really hard to, um, to let go of. So God is a good loving father. Um, I think he'll work on you and, um, the person who's offended you as well. So with that, let me just go ahead and um, get talking on the next subject. Um, it might be a little bit, I don't know, touchy or controversial, but we'll see how it goes. I like to get as many opinions as possible and try to speak, um, hopefully, on the behalf of other people, issues that many of us may not have considered. So with that, let me get going on that subject. Uh, because as much as a lot of women like to rant and rave about men and how terrible they are. Um, I've had my fair share of negative experiences with the man and, um, you know, some racist stuff over the years and just dealing with um, their, their, their bullshit sometimes. Um, it is, it is difficult for me sometimes to, like I said, extend forgiveness and trust but at the same time, I cannot say all of these men in the world are all the same. Obviously not. Um, and I think it would be doing a huge disservice to everyone in the long run if we just said, oh, you men are the same and you have no reason or excuse to be the way that you are. Oftentimes, a lot of problems that we're facing in society is um, simply because the way that we feel as a female feels about men is like, oh, you don't understand this. I've, you know, by the time you got to a certain person, they were already hurt so many times that, you know, you just ran into them at one of their worst moments in their life. And that's the opinion that you took from them. And it wasn't a clear or an accurate representation of their entire character. So with that regard, I think it's crucial that we talk about some of the issues that um, the average man is experiencing in the country. Um, I haven't spoken too much specifically about race, you know, Hispanic men, the black man, the white man, the red man, the brown man. I don't even really know. Um, truth be told, um, yeah, I can't speak on specific race issues other than, you know, my husband being white, I can speak on his issues. As far as the other ones, um, Hispanic, um, Asian, Orient, um, Native, Middle Eastern, any other shades of the rainbow, 
don't know too much specifically about the issues that plague their community. So, like I said, I'm just kind of going off in general. But what I've found over the years talking with um, mothers who have boys and um, witnessing and just kind of observing how men operate in general, I've, I've come to this wonderful conclusion that men usually do better doing more physical things. Uh, if they're keeping themselves busy, if they're outside active, um, something about with the mental health. Because I've been hearing about, um, you know, I mean, I keep talking about it, so you're not hearing about. There is clearly a problem going on in society. We are constantly attached to um, our phones, the EMF radi radiation from these things, um, different devices that we use. We're constantly plugged in, tuned into things. With the last lockdowns, a lot of people at home, a lot of people sitting down, a lot of work happening at the house or um, in a seated position. Huge, you know, rise in type two diabetes, um, the obesity epidemic. And um, I recently watched a documentary um, called Food Choices. And um, one of the people being interviewed in this documentary from Food Choices, he was, and he starred in another one called Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, this Australian gentleman. I believe his name is Joe Cross. So he was in that documentary, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, as well as in Food Choices. And as a man, you know, he talked about some of the issues he went through. And then the documentary also discussed, um, a man's specific issue, you know, to say ED. Um, so they were talking about the diet and how, like, that is one of the most reversible things is just changing your diet. Most doctors won't tell you it. Um, I'm not saying you have to do this, but I look at that. Those documentaries were about completely a plant-based diet. I personally, myself, cannot commit to a plant-based diet at this moment. Um, I had some, what was it, pulled pork fries um, a couple weeks ago with like this delicious cream cheese and like green onion topping from like Bravo Farms. And I've been craving these fries. Like I didn't, I could not think of anything else you could pair fries with. I love chili cheese fries. I love carne asada fries. And then I had these wonderful pork fries and I've been craving them. I need to make my way over to Tulare and get some pork fries. So as far as me living completely plant diet, I personally can't do it. But watching these documentaries about men's health specific, well, it wasn't just men's health, but those issues that came up, I was like, that's interesting that they're saying that's, that situation, Edie, could be oftentimes reversed by changing of diet. And then also with the whole mental health thing, um, feeling like you don't have any purpose, your depression, you know, lack of energy, lack of um, duty, or having any place or position in society. Men, especially middle-aged white men, are experiencing some of the highest um, suicide rates. Most women, there's a lot of support groups for if you go through that time of the season of your life, menopause, when all your hormones are all messed up. Women talk about their feelings and their emotions and their problems a lot more. Men, um, not so much. There's this thing called andropause, I suppose. Don't know too much about it, but obviously it's a hormonal drop and that affects your mental and things like that. 
most times society doesn't talk about a lot of the jobs that men once held are being replaced with tech and people don't have empathy for some of the issues that men face especially the middle-aged white man um, i know with black men there's a lot of issues going on with their health as well um, again a lot of it's related to diet you know and exercise which i find really interesting um i'm going to take a little side bunny trail because you know we've got this whole issue with the the virus going on and you would think that hey you know what we should really encourage healthy living and healthy lifestyles now what did they close down they, they forced the mom and pop stores to close local businesses but the big box stores stayed open the fast food restaurants stayed open they were doing delivery lots of states started doing delivery of alcohol um i know dispensaries in my area were like doing deliveries grubhub was busting like i remember at one point in time dude i could order some food at like 9 30 at night and have it at my house after the pandemic occurred I remember trying to order food and then like the site was breaking down. So I called the, st the store. They're just like, yeah, if you don't get your order in like at least two hours in advance. Um, yeah, they were just food deliveries from the fast food places were like going off the charts. It was ridiculous. You know, I live in a small community, so I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure some places didn't have the same problems, but smaller communities, we had a huge surplus and food deliveries. But I find it fascinating that fast food joints, liquor, vices, no problem getting access to it, even though it doesn't help at all or contribute to your health. And then they're surprised that everyone's unhealthy and they're depressed and they're gaining weight and we're experiencing all these health problems. So to me, it just it's an indication of what is really a priority. And I don't really think it's health clearly cannot be helped because we there's plenty of evidence that says these things are not healthy for us but i don't know i'm not going to argue with the government it all comes down to personal choice and one of the reasons why i'm up here talking about these things is because it's either people you simply just don't remember i mean like if you're overworked you're overstressed and you need to eat you just you just eat and that's you know it's respectful, man. You got to take care of yourself. And food is a great way to bring people together. Um, it unifies you. The art of cooking and making food, even if it's from fast food. And I don't want to give fast food a hard time and say the people there don't deserve their pay. Um, at one point in time, someone's like started this restaurant because they wanted to share their food and their love for food. And it's not the fast food's job or their responsibility to keep you healthy you can make your own choices that's what you're supposed to do this is what makes this country great so you have the choice to eat these foods it's convenient it's there for a reason not trying to disparage the, the companies or franchise owners from conducting their business just trying to bring awareness though some of these options aren't the best and as far as men's health in general and especially now that we're fast approaching to the winter season, we need to be aware of how food choices and the sedentary lifestyle is going to be affecting us in the long run. Um, I personally always will eat a cheeseburger. We got this great burger joint here with the best Philly cheesesteaks, and I will go down on some Philly cheesesteak. The issue, though, is the consistency, the time and place, you know, like, is it something that you need every single day? 
that's debatable. That's, that's really up to you. But looking at the evidence, you got the high blood pressure, you got the um, type 2 diabetes. You have people who um, are experiencing lots of complications. And with the um, virus, the different strains coming, it's going to affect you a lot more, especially with the um, more of the severely overweight individuals. A lot of people don't talk about that, but that does affect the, um, the virus and um, some of the mortality rates. And if we consider men to be pillars of our society, like I, I think at one point in time, um, without the technology that we have, you know, most of the physical labor was done by men. And we've encouraged a lot of people to go to colleges and get these jobs and, you know, offices and kind of look down on trade jobs. And again, just again, generally speaking, um, I recently saw some studies and some stories about men, young men, not even interested in college, not even trying to go to college or dropping out. Um, it is female dominated right now, the college and educational system. There's a lot to be said about that trend, but for right now, the only thing I can say is trades and working manual labor is probably better overall because you get the physical activity, you get the mental clarity, um, you're working outside in the elements. That's one of the reasons why men grow beards. You know, it, it protects them from the extreme heat and the extreme cold, um, usually. Actually, you know, I was listening to um, a podcast today um, about the, um, some Native Americans, I believe they're um, Blackfeet. I need to get that. I can pull it up on the history so I can tell you what I was listening to specifically. But um, just an interesting observation, though. Do Native Americans... The men, do they grow facial hair? Like, seriously, have you seen a Native American with a beard? I'm just curious because I keep thinking about that. Um, I don't really know if they... Most, I don't know, most men have beards. Also, with the, um, with the Asian demographic, do they grow a lot of facial hair? Sorry. Just an interesting observation that I'm making. Um, I will put more of the information in the um, in the notes of the podcast I was listening to earlier today. Very, very good information about preserving their oral history and their um, their storytelling, um, preserving the lands. Really great listening to that. Um, but back to men in general getting out. You know, the farmers. They have actually longer, I believe, longer life expectancies because they're constantly working and their bodies are constantly, you know, being used. I don't know if you've heard the expression, if you don't use it, you lose it. So physical labor, construction, carpentry, welding, um, plumbing. Um, and one gentleman, when he fixed our air conditioning, I had asked him if he needed me to do a Google review, and he said, you know what, he's never, ever had to um, rely on Google reviews because he was always word of mouth. He told me about his training, his education, and he's always had work, you know, working on heating and cooling units. There was one gentleman I spoke to who 
jokes that he had a friend that went to a, a, a school for a mechanic. And we have a couple of um, processing plants here, produce tomato plants. And I guess one of if one of their machines breaks, this gentleman can fix it and he gets like roughly like 80 grand just for one fix. You know, like, so if you got these people, especially mechanics, you can fix engines. Um, it's amazing the, the, the amount of work and technical skill that goes into it, but there, there are jobs out there and instead of everyone saying, oh, you have to go to college, sit in an office with artificial light, getting, you know, the unhealthy food is not moving and then you're wondering why things in your body aren't working and then the doctor just gives you a pill and gives you a pill. There's other ways to combat some of these issues. And a lot of times it's, you know, changing what you eat and changing your amount of physical activity. And the reason why I'm so adamant about this is because um, as a woman, you know, I realize in order for feminism and my rights as a woman to be protected and preserved, um, we need to keep the evil people at bay, the ones who would cause harm to hinder us. And men, and that's one of your callings, is even biblical, to protect the weak and the vulnerable, protect your women. Um, if you want to take it even further, I mean, he made Adam first, so with that comes responsibility. And when it came time for Eve getting deceived by the serpent, um, what did God say? Or what did he say to God? Oh, it was the woman that you gave me? You totally just threw her under the bus until they just totally cast a shade on her? It's like, no, Adam, you aren't supposed to let her do that, but whatever you did. And now we're in the situation we're in. <laughs> um, so my thing is, like, I, I have expectations for the average man to, you know, care about us, to really, really care and um, try to protect. So, sorry, I just need one second. I need to re-establish something, put in a little note. So, as far as that goes, um, I'm always concerned about everyone's well-being, especially, you know, women, obviously, because I'm a woman, but also realizing that we need our men to be happy, happy and healthy. Um, in the past, I've written pieces of like trying to figure out why a father would walk away from um, his family, and that's always one of those things where it's like, why? How could a guy abandon his family? You know, breaks breaks everyone's heart when you when you think about that. But at the same time. Um, have to kind of put yourselves in that person's shoes and um, backtrack, maybe analyze a little bit of past trauma or abandonment issues on their own part, figuring out what exactly. Uh, I ask the question, what is it that men need from women or from us to feel that they're valued and what, what keeps them around? What will make a guy stick around? What does a guy really need from us? And I'm asking that question today again, and I'm trying to say, you know, you guys have so much worth and value. You really do. And I don't think you guys get enough credit that you deserve. So 
here I am, like, trying to acknowledge what you do, but also realizing that we do need help. Women do need help with a lot of things. So, um, I might have to redo that segment on the podcast, but it's okay. It's just one of those days where the enemy be attacking. Every time I turn around, I be trying to do stuff, and it's just like, nope, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to do anything. Give me a sec here. All right, so I'm back here on Anchor FM. So, okay, so with all of that, let me just kind of wrap it up because I mentioned earlier about forgiveness. How and when do you learn how to trust and open up your heart or become vulnerable? When do you let your guard down? Um, reason being, as we um, I keep talking about the seasons. Oftentimes, um, we forget that depression rates spike as well. There's also a spike in suicides around the holidays. And as we know, as the different viruses are going through, it's just imperative that we, um, we're on top of it. Like we know now, um, we can prepare for it and not be completely like surprised. Like, oh my goodness, I had no idea. Or We need to spend time with our loved ones, our friends. We need to repair broken relationships. If, you know, if it's possible, sometimes things need to be left. You've already closed that door. It needs to be closed and left closed. But there are some people out there who are like, I've been avoiding this problem for years. And I'm like, instead of avoiding it, let's try to nip some things in the bud. Um, But on the plus side, on the positive side, we can use this as a great opportunity to have a fresh start. I often like to talk about um, if you are, you know, if you want to have a resolution to be more organized or to use your time better or to um, to complete some projects, work on your finances, budget more. If you want it to craft or make a specific project or, you know, learn a new skill, this is, be, this is like the perfect time to get your mind in that state of mind of like, hey, you know what? It's almost a new year. Let me use the holidays to um, kind of practice. I always try to tell people to um, keep journals and to keep track of your accomplishments because so many times we uh, we lose things in our mind. We're so caught up and distracted by other things that a lot of our greatest milestone a lot of our accomplishments are kind of forgotten and they shoved aside so um or if we're experiencing depression or anxiety and we're having a hard time getting our things organized and our mind organized it's it's important to see it and for you to use your hand your muscle memory and just to sit there and patiently write things out there was an article about Jeff Bezos, or Bezos, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name. The dude from Amazon, and he says, um, according to the article that I read, when it comes time for meetings, he uses a writing technique where everyone in the meeting, um, at one point in time, you know, they're supposed to write out their questions or write different things out to be discussed. So it's a lot of quiet time first, and it's just them writing. And then that allows for you to really think about what you want to say, for you to um, have your questions and everything already 
you know, out in the open, you had a chance to process everything and then continue with talking. I also recall going to a job interview and in the interview it was, you had to write things out, the questions, I'm sorry, not the questions, the answers to the questions. And that was also in part because part of the job description was a lot of writing and note taking. So that was part of the test as well. But just for you to really give, you know, an offer, it was a different way for you to, um, to answer the questions and really focus on what you were saying. I think that's, I actually kind of want to say I prefer that interview style type more because you're really able to, um, I would say think a little bit more about the questions. It's not like it was a time test. You know, you're able to really, ooh, excuse me, think about what you wanted to say. And as well as, um, instead of being so, um, if you're in a heat of an, an argument or if you're angry about something, before you even get a chance to yell it out, it's, it's helpful sometimes to write it out. So, like I'm always talking about seasonal prepar preparations and being prepared. Part of it is, you know, getting your mind figured out, focused, as well as, um, Trying to figure out what you're trying to do and plan it out. And if one of your objectives is, you know, I want to spend more time with loved ones. I'd like to accomplish these things for the holiday season. Practice writing it out. So by the time the new year comes, you're already in habit of, um, if you're just, you know, to be more organized, to capture more memories and milestones. If it's to budget, you can practice budgeting now. Like if you're going to a Christmas party, for example, say you're going to like your Costco or whatever um, and you want to be better at budgeting you could just say well I'm going to a Christmas party or I'm doing these things and I need to know how much I'm going to spend it doesn't have to be perfect because you know it's just for fun and then you just keep practicing your budgeting or you just keep practicing your list making you keep practicing if it's for meal planning let's say you know I'm going to eat X amount more vegetables in my diet Get yourself a notebook or a planner or one of those food thingies. They have lots of food planners. Um, you know, get with someone. I'm working on potentially doing consulting and helping people get more organized. So get with a consultant and just sit and talk. Get a notebook. Write out what you want to do. Um, I'm going to eat more vegetables. I'm going to take these more supplements. Um, I'm going to save this amount of money. And get in the just start practicing now. Like me and my family, we're gonna go on this place for a vacation. It's gonna cost this much money. I want to take these kind of pictures, and I want to put it in this album. And I have to, you know, there's lots of planning that needs to take place. And the best way I feel for you to get ready for it is just do it while you're having fun. Do it while it's the holiday season. Um, Halloween, you know, like we're having a Halloween party. So let me get, I need these decorations, they're going to cost this much money, these kids are going to be wearing this costume, I'm going to go to this place for Harvest Fest pictures, or what have you. Get in the habit of doing it now. Um, and then lastly, talking about the um, mental health issues and suicide prevention, definitely stay in touch with loved ones. Make sure you're getting your physical body, like, in check, like, get the proper nutrition get the proper lighting if you're living in a place where you don't get a lot of sunlight 
when you're inside during the day. Um, there's special light bulbs that are supposed to, I guess, replicate what the vitamin D does. Um, helps with your mood. Get the proper supplements. Get the proper green leafy vegetables. The green vegetables like kale and spinach and collard greens. Stuff that most people don't really like. The red beet juice from beets. The dark, dark things. Those are the things you need to get because those are like... They've taken like all the sunshine, whatever. That's light so dark and concentrated and it's full of so many nutrients and stuff. Get that for your body and help you get it early on. And um, yeah, so that's pretty much my tips for um, what you can prepare for and to anticipate for the new season and the, um, the different festivities coming back or coming up. This is your opportunity now to like make changes and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to be different and I'm going to start now. And there's no reason why I can't pursue happiness. There's no reason why I can't pursue my best life now. There's no reason why you can't just say, you know, I'm going to do it. This is, this is the opportunity. You know, we don't want people getting um, forgotten about, left aside, you know, like, there's no reason for it. I'm letting you people know now, like, we need to reach out to our loved ones. Make sure that if we need to forgive someone, if we need to let go of the anger, this is a, definitely a good time to address some things. And um, going back to my issue on my men, the men's issues, uh, figure out what it is that you need. And please, um, you know, speak up. If you're going through mental health crises, uh, if you are feeling like I'm, I'm sick, I'm not doing well, you know, we need to reach out to the doctors, consider changing your diet, getting more physical activity. If you're not happy or fulfilled in your career, considering learning a new trade or finding a position where you can work outdoors. For the young men who are about to enter school or in school, you know, consider what's it going to look like for you in the long run. Are you getting, uh, will you be getting enough physical activity? Because a lot of times um, the idleness and the sitting around is not good. You know, men are a lot more, they require more physical activity, generally speaking. I mean, everyone benefits from being physically active. But again, speaking specifically for the men, that's kind of why touching on that. So with that, um, let me go ahead and transition off of here. for the people who tuned in and listened if you um, are happy and you get catching the tail end of this you've been listening to that girl Jenna Kirisoa I've been on Anchor FM I've been streaming live from YouTube and Facebook it's not the best connection so if anyone's managed to hear and follow along I appreciate it working on the, um, the tech stuff I need a little bit of help but we're getting it done I might switch to just all audio. We'll see how it goes. But um, again, I appreciate you listening and tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow, um, 11.23 on time, 11.23 p.m. If you want to just check out the overview, I'm on blogspot.com under Jenna Carisilla at blogspot.com. I have all of my outlines there. 
later on. Um, hopefully I'll get the editing right for my Anchor FM podcast and you can listen to it there in its entirety. And um, with that, I think that's all I wanted to touch on. Um, I apologize in advance if I've wasted your time and at any point in time you're consuming this content. I hope you're having a good night, day, evening. And with that, take care. And let me kind of repeat that for my Facebook because it went blank for a second. But um, I'll be back tomorrow at 11.23 on time. And you can check out my stuff on blogspot.com. Also TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Have a good night, good day, good evening, whatever, and God's peace, and we'll be in touch.